0: Hey, this is the Baker's Dozen Podcast, and I'm Andy Baker, and I'm a screenwriter, video game, narrative designer, and world builder, and I do deep dive analysis on the TV shows that you love. In this episode, I'm going to discuss what I've been up to, because I've been away for a while, a little bit about the writer strike, what I've been watching and what I might recommend, and what I plan to watch when the strike-related gap of content hits, when I double back and watch some things that I skipped over and what I'm gonna be planning to cover in this show moving forward. So without further ado, let's move on. One. All right. First and foremost, it is good to be back. I actually was going to be coming back and doing the podcast and then the writer strike hit. I was worried about it and then it came. And so I put everything on hold because you just don't help promote material for the uh, studios and networks when they're being jerks. So I held off. And, but now that it has ended, I'm still uh, supporting uh, the Screen Actors Guild but feel safe to talk about content that is out there. But hopefully at this point, the studios and such have wised up and that negotiation will wrap up quickly. So moving on to what I have been up to over the last couple of years, I have been doing a heck of a lot of writing. As some of you know, who've listened to the show before I had been teaching and I've slid back full time into the writing world. And I worked for a company called Mixi America and wrote a bunch of interactive narratives. Choose your own adventure tales. But as a, it was a social media experiment where you would do those kinds of stories, but with multiplayer, which you might imagine ends up breaking your brain a little bit because you have like four people playing a game and having to vote on various choices and spoke off into pairs or three in one, or you have two people who are playing and they have to agree, but then the story includes things when you don't agree. Anyway, it was fascinating work. It was fun. Had a show called After Midnight on there, which it was a vampire thing. Unsurprising. Some comedy in there, again, perhaps not surprising, but the app has since got away. And so the story saw the light of day for a while and then now is gone, which makes me sad because the team that they had, the projects they had, it was a very, very good group of people. And I miss many of them. And the ones I don't miss are the ones that I'm actually still working with. So I wasn't trying to leave anyone out there. And then I moved on to uh, a project called the Universe with a company called Random Games. It is an amazing universe and they are building within it right now. We did so much world building or universe building in this case, built around a central, very cool sci-fi premise. I cannot recommend it enough. Track it down online, Universe, that's U-N-I-O-V-E-R-S-E. You know, it's caught up a bit in the NFT and crypto world, but the NFT world is something that we'll, I'll talk about it more in the future, but it is something that is just where things are going to go eventually. It's just, there's a lot of skepticism around it now. Crypto is its own separate thing, but anyway, it's a very cool sci-fi world where you can, they have some mini games now or one mini game and another one that is in development but we did a collection of short stories some short narrative content that you can find on their website it is very cool so check it out and then i'm currently working on a post-apocalyptic zombie video game which is amazing can't talk about it too much now but when it drops i'll be sure to tell you and i'm currently gearing up to be working on a writing staff for an animated TV show, which again I'll be able to tell you more about somewhere down the line. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to, and now it's time to move on to the strike. Two. Okay, so the strike. Don't need to belabor it at this point. If you care about it at all, you have undoubtedly read a whole bunch of the press. But to me, there's just a few things I wanted to touch on. I am incredibly impressed with the the negotiators on the Writers Guild side of things. They accomplished a lot i personally i worry that anyone who knows me for any length of time knows that i talk about not fighting the battle when the war seems lost and it seemed to me that the war was lost on ai and perhaps it is like i'm currently recording in descript and they've got overdub you can create people's voices and so i can understand why actors are afraid and especially voiceover actors. But writers, I mean, AI is just going to get more and more powerful and there's going to be more and more possibilities with it and it's going to affect the industry. But at least for the next three years, they put up some guardrails, which is hopefully during those three years, we learn how to use AI better and sort of coexist with what it's going to be capable of. Because what it's capable of now is pale in comparison to what it's going to be in a decade. Anyway, so AI put a pin in that one, but the fact that the studios were willing to talk about that was heartening and a bit surprising, frankly. Writers' rooms, the TV industry depends on them. And in the end, again, the Writers Guild did great work very excited to see what comes from this you know they've essentially protected the industry so that you know working writers can be working writers of which i am one and i would like to be in a writer's room so the fact that they have been preserved is incredibly heartening and finally just mentioning streaming residuals on the one hand i am amazed that you know they got what they got This fight has been going on for a while, and I don't want to get on too big of a soapbox here, but the idea that these streamers, Netflix being first and foremost, refusing to share data... And the fact that they're trying to hide it, anyone who's trying to hide something, it's because they know that if it got out, it would make them look bad. And, you know, frankly, they've been profiting off of this and they want to continue to profit off of it. And I just wish there was more kindness, I guess, infused in the industry where the companies aren't trying to make every last dollar and that they're willing to share and be open and transparent but they're just not and it's a bit shameful and it just makes me despair for humanity when i hear about things like this where they tried to hide things just for the profit motive kindness is the one rule i have in my household because it covers everything else and there are just too many people out there who aren't being kind including studio heads it's unfortunate and i'll just leave it there three Okay, so now is the section where I'm going to talk about shows that I have been watching that I would love for you to check out if you haven't already. I'll go through some of these pretty rapid fire. I'm going to keep this one pretty short because what I do is deep dive and this is not a deep dive episode. Those are going to be coming very soon, actually, but I'll get into that in a minute. So first things first, what I'm watching, if you are not watching what we do in the shadows, You have to begin and you have to begin now. It is amazing. The character Laszlo Matthew Barry is a comedic genius. Just I mean, there aren't a lot of actors out there who every line reading, they bring something to it. I'm desperate to work with him at some point. He is so gifted. Everything he says is funny. He is brilliant. I love it. Nandor and Nadja, Colin Robinson, I I mean, cross the board, everybody is their roles they are incredibly funny. You have to check it out. Four. I have been watching Wheel of Time. Anyone who has listened to this podcast before knows that I have done the deep dive on that one and was ready to deep dive on Wheel of Time. And then, of course, the writer strike held me off. I was hoping it would wrap up in time, but it did not. And perhaps it's better off because one of the things that soured me a little bit on doing the podcast, I was getting a little upset that Between Wheel of Time and Boba Fett, um, the two shows I really did deep dive on, I was just complaining a lot. And and I want to be positive. I want to be supportive. I want to bring interesting insight from a writer's perspective on these shows about the choices they made and where they might be going with them. But Wheel of Time and and Boba Fett, just there were just way too many things to complain about. And I understand a lot of that ends up being COVID-related. But so Wheel of Time season two... I am all caught up at this point and I'm eager to see the end. It's better than season one, visually, narratively, kind of. And, you know, actors are getting more comfortable in their roles. I do think that Josh Shradowski, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, has Rand, I think he's got a career ahead of him. He's got some presence on screen, I think. I know a lot of people have focused a lot on the actresses, and I know that, you know, the the woman playing Nynaeve is very strong. She's just so angry and upset all the time. I don't get a lot of joy in watching her performance. I am impressed by it, but she's just so serious and cranky all the time. But Kate Fleetwood as Leandrin and Natasha O'Keefe as Celine slash Lanfear, amazing. Particularly Natasha O'Keefe, I've never seen her before. I am riveted. She is so skilled. I, I may have heard this somewhere, or maybe this is just me off the cuff. I'm not sure. But the whole show feels like it is less than the sum of its parts. There's just a lot to like. So many performances, so many scenes. It's just because Maybe it's because they have to skim over so much material and adapt things to make it fit. And I'm not being a purist about the books. I just think they're trying to do too much. And I'm trying to see it as best I can through the eyes of somebody who has not read the books before. It's very hard since I have read the books, but it's been a long time. Uh, I just think that it's like Wheel of Time's greatest hits. And I don't know that it is doing the story justice. And it doesn't help that some of the choices that they've made building around Rosamund Pike as Moraine, she's just a bit cold and a bit of a jerk this season and her whole thing with Lan, like... I know that they had to give her stuff to do with her being still. It's just not working for me. So that said, again, it's better than last season, but that's not a very high bar to clear. Maybe they'll trend in the right direction. I know they've shot season three, and so we'll see what they end up doing with that one. But there is so much business still to cover. They've got one episode to do so much, and they've actually cut out some significant stuff. If they are talking about this being books two and three, they've left out a major plot point, which I don't know if they're going to slide it into the next season or just ignore it altogether. I think that'd be a mistake, but you know what? See five. All right. Moving on to, uh, Ahsoka, which I have been watching as usual with stuff like this. I watch with members of my family. Uh, wheel of time is the show that I watch with my wife and Ahsoka is something I watch with my son and we're enjoying it we saw some of rebels we never quite got to the end i'm not sure exactly why and we want to double back and actually do that i really enjoy rosario dawson as ahsoka but for me ray stevenson as Balin Skull. On the one hand, he's so good in that role, and I can't wait to see what they end up doing with the final episode of the season. But it just makes me so depressingly sad that he has passed. I have loved him since Rome, and the fact that he has passed away, I don't know, again, what they're going to do with this character, if they leave it off somewhere, and he wasn't going to come back, or he was going to come back, but we know that we will not have him Maybe that character can be revived and played by a different voice actor because I'm curious about this character's backstory and, their, and his journey. But Ray Stevenson, rest in peace, man. You were really good at what you do. I will say, Ahsoka, just like Wheel of Time, there is so much ground to cover. And I don't know how one season finale is going to wrap up even a small portion of what they've got going on. But I guess we'll find out. Six. Six. The next show I'm going to talk about here is jury duty. If you haven't seen it, see it. It's a, it's a quick watch. If you don't know anything about it, it's a sort of pseudo reality show where there is a jury where one member of it doesn't know that the whole thing is a setup. There is so much fun and joy. And that's the thing that struck me about this show is that i would walk away from it with a smile on my face there wasn't anything malicious and you know you could do that when you have things that are you know a big prank that people will end up you know there will be mean stuff there's nothing mean here it's just fun check it out i can't recommend it more highly just as something that uh, will you know bring you some happiness in your life seven. seven next show is solar opposites bentley and i have been watching this from the beginning mainly as something to tide us over when what we really want to be watching is Rick and Morty. And, you know, it's same creators. I'll just put it this way. It isn't as good. It has its moments, but yeah, you know, there's some egregious stuff just to be egregious. If you're thinking about checking it out, mm, I I would pass personally. And I hate to say that about anything that Dan Harmon is ever involved in the man is a genius but you know again you walk away from that one kind of like but oh all right there were a couple three funny lines in there so those work but it's just you know i guess it suffers by comparison to Rick and Morty hey so i have gone over the things that i am i have been watching now i'm going to talk about things that i am going to be covering the first show that i'm going to be covering is loki which premieres actually this Thursday, October 5th, ending on November 9th, six episodes long. Cannot wait. I'm going to be doing a power through of all of the episodes from season one today and tomorrow just to get ready. It's it's a fun show. The best of those Marvel shows, if you ask me. And I like it enough that I tolerate the fact that my wife would leave me in a moment for Tom Hiddleston because of his very interesting, intriguing, and smiling eyes. Yeah, she would leave me for a combination of Ewan McGregor, only if he sings, young Brad Pitt's hair, and Tom Hiddleston's eyes. Anyway, so if you are interested in deep diving, I'm going to be deep diving on Loki. The first episode will likely drop over the weekend so check it out gonna be deep diving on loki nine the second show that i'm gonna be covering is monarch it's the godzilla king kong thing for anyone who's wondering it's gonna be on apple it's actually firing up at just the perfect time because it premieres on november 17th one week after the end of loki going through january 12th 10 episodes i helped on a project a while back which involved Monarch and King Kong, Godzilla, that whole world, the hollow earth theory and all of that. Uh, And it is fascinating mythology, which they've only barely scratched the surface on in uh, the movies. And so I am fascinated because you have a TV show, even though Apple's going to throw all kinds of money at it, you still can't do feature film special effects. And so they're going to have to lean on interesting storytelling, which makes me excited to see what they end up doing with the lore of that world, because having, you know, sort of digging into that is a very human endeavor, you don't need the monsters for that. You can hint at monsters, you can talk about where they come from, and again, it's always about human drama, because, you know, Godzilla is not a thespian, and King Kong is not going to give you a great monologue. You need good stuff for humans to do in the story and exploring the mythos and going into the hollow earth and finding out what the heck all of this is about. That's fascinating to me. That's the core of good sci-fi, good fantasy. And hopefully they have poured a lot of energy into that. And they're not just, you know, having random conversations between characters in between long sequences of monsters fighting. Because that would be boring because the humans are not really going to be fighting the monsters because the monsters are too big and can squish them. So we need human drama. Hopefully that involves lore and story. And I'm very excited to find out. Ten. So the other show that I am going to be looking at, and I'm not sure how I'm going to squeeze it in and I'll figure it out, but is Gen V. So The Boys is something that I, I, I've struggled with my interest in it and my enjoyment of it. Because there are moments when it gets really extreme and it's just not for me, but when 80% of it is very much for me, I will forgive those pieces of it that I don't enjoy and give myself over to the world. And I find the world fascinating. And so I'm very curious to see what they do with this spinoff. I will admit here that I have only seen the first two seasons of the boys. And so I need to catch up and watch season three. This is bad parenting moment. Bentley is now getting towards the end of season two. And when he gets to the end, we will watch season three together. And then I will slide over to Gen V and then you'll find me in this space talking about it. So hopefully there's a lot of interesting stuff happening in there. That is worth deep diving into because I'm fascinated again, when you create a universe a you know the world building aspect of it that you're gonna just go into that space again through a different show i'm always fascinated with that process i've participated in that process and i'm very interested to see what they do what they carry over what they try to tweak a little bit what areas they're looking to explore that they couldn't in the main show so i am eager to see what they have done there because i do like enough of the world that i do want to dive back into it so We'll see how good it is. 11. And this is the part where I rattle off some other shows that when I hit a gap in content, which is likely to happen at the beginning of 2024, when we hit January, February, when the writer's strike gap of content is likely to rear its ugly head, I will double back. I've watched a few episodes of Foundation. I'll end up watching the rest of that and probably talking about it here. I might double back, even though it's not sci-fi fantasy genre stuff. I might jump back into and check out Justified because I love the first show. Never quite got around to watching the new incarnation. I kind of wanted to leave... Rayland Gibbons and uh, Timothy Oliphant back there in Harlan County and moving him out of there didn't feel quite right. And Boyd Crowder, I just love that character. And if he's not going to be in it, it's not going to be the same. But all of that said, I might double back and watch that just because I love both the character and the actor so much. It would be worth it if I have that gap in time. I will probably watch things like secret invasion and Obi-wan, which I have to admit, I've been so busy lately. These are things that skipped right past me because I didn't hear that they were amazing, but I'm curious to check them out. Silo is a show on Apple plus that I am interested in checking out. And you know, that's sort of at the top of my list of to double back and check out and because of my love of Dan Harmon. I probably have to start watching Kropopolis. I might start watching that actually tonight, but I don't know when I might cover it here, but maybe soon, maybe not. But so these are, this is content that has come out that I might do some deep diving on when the opportunity arises. Twelve. And now we talk about the shows that are off on the horizon that um, I plan to cover here because they fall into my wheelhouse, things that I'm interested in checking out daredevil when that drops i really loved the netflix series i liked all of those dc series they were so good or at least some of them anyway those shows especially daredevil was really good and i've missed it and the fact that they're bringing it back with the same actor hey i'm all for it i probably will end up checking out the live action version of avatar the last airbender we're not gonna talk about the movie now the animated TV show was astounding, great storytelling, great world building, so thoroughly enjoyed it. Love the characters. Kind of curious to see how they try to bring that into live action. You know, maybe it's going to suffer the same fate as a lot of the Disney live action interpretations of the animated films and I'll end up hating it. I don't know, but fingers crossed. I'll at least check it out. And another show that I'm going to check out Penguin. I, anything that involves or is adjacent to a superhero stuff, I'm a sucker for it. I will check out Penguin, see what they end up doing with him. Kind of interested, like, you know, seeing some of the still shots. I'm like, this is kind of like superhero by way of Sopranos. So I don't know if it's going to be any good, but I'll dive in, see what happens. I will end up watching House of the Dragon season two, season one. I'll just sum it up and saying, okay, prequels just rarely, if ever do it for me, because the big battle for all of existence that exists in... Game of Thrones, House of Dragon, the stakes are way lower, and yeah, more dragons, but it just doesn't have the same apocalyptic feel, and that's what I want from my fantasy series. So I'll check it out. I don't know that it's going to be, you know, it doesn't throw me as much, but it's definitely something to look at. Star Wars, uh, Skeleton Crew. I am curious. I am a sucker for Jude Law. I think he's a very interesting actor and it's star wars i have to check it out whether it's good bad or otherwise and devil in the white city i'm interested to check that out i am guessing it's a one and done but it is a book that i read and taught when i was a high school teacher and it is fascinating involving serial killers and the world's fair and again the story is gripping um just a natural for adaptation to TV. So I'm very curious to see where they end up going with that. There's so much content coming down the pipe that is worth deep diving on to see how the writers did what they did, the choices they made, the process they went through. And I'll be curious to go on that journey with you and, you know, talk about what it is we see, what they did well, what they can do better on. And yeah, so stay tuned for that. 13. 13. And finally, I'm just going to do a couple of quick plugs here at the very end, and that is one, check out a podcast that I have started doing with my son, Bentley, who is a current high school senior, and we are doing a podcast called Why Are You Making Me Watch This? It's where he picks something for us to watch and I pick something for us to watch. We're trying to pair them in interesting ways. And then we have a discussion around why'd you make me watch this and why is it interesting and was it any good and why was it any good or not? And yeah, so it's a fun conversation with the perspective of two different generations. Bentley is very interested in film and music. And obviously, I am a story guy. You put a film or TV show in front of me and I will have opinions. And so we will share those opinions and hopefully you will find them interesting. And the last hug here is that anyone out there who is listening to this, who either is a writer themselves or know someone who is, if you ever want any feedback on a pair, you'll get a pair of experienced eyes, taking a look at it and giving you feedback, reach out to me. I'm always happy to help. That is my goal with this. And as with all things is I want every story that's out there to live up to its potential. And my greatest skill in this world is to see what's going on in stories and make good stuff. Great. So if you're interested in that, reach out, happy to help. And that's it. So this is going to be a relatively short and packed episode, but again, very surfacy. I apologize for that. This is just me getting back in the groove, putting it out there when I'm doing and starting with our very next episode. We are going to be deep diving into Loki and hopefully you are looking to check it out and we can deep dive together. So I will see you here next week with an episode of the Baker's Dozen podcast covering Loki. And until then, be well.